And she's here, Lady Violante. Woman, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I did not deserve woman as the opening sentence. Oh, I yes, did you did. I waited so many months to say that. Woman, you're here. I am here. Ladies who talk with Lady Violante and woman. And woman, yes. <laughs> Ladies who talk in quarantine, yes. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, quarantine again in Italy, huh? isn't it? Yes, it's uh, the um, the crappiest time of the year because Christmas is coming right up and we are going to pass it closed up, shut up in our houses. So, Do you think that they uh, close down now so that they can be able to reopen slightly for Christmas or do you think it's going to go over? That's going to be the official version of it. They said, be quiet now so that you can have Christmas. But yeah. um, I'm thinking that considering how many people I see on the streets uh, not respecting this, we are just going to be in the house for Christmas too. Also because, mm. you know, I, I can not imagine the government saying, okay, we're opening restaurants for you. You can now enjoy large groups of 50 mm. in, in the restaurants. No, mm. not happening. Mm. So, also buco it is. Is it a softer lockdown than last time? Uh, or is it that people respect it less? Or what's, what's the deal? All of the above. We didn't think we are like the fable of, of the, you know, the little ant and the cricket. We were the cricket who didn't respect anything during the summer. We didn't think about it. Now we have to stay put and, you know, respect some rules. But yes, it's softer than before because it doesn't feel like that. Uh, the surprise element is gone. Now we actually know what's going on. And, and it's, I don't know if that's worse or better, but it's different, simply different this time. Yeah, I guess for those who don't know, I'm sure everybody who listens to this uh, probably does, but you're in Italy, Milan, mm -hmm. and that's where the lockdown's been implemented since what? Is it the third week now for the second lockdown? I think it's the second, but I lost count, honestly, because, mm. exactly because it's softer this time, so it doesn't feel like it. Mm. But everything is is the same, basically. It's, the streets are empty, uh, the, uh, the ambulances are running night and day, and wow. the hospitals are full again. So, yeah. yeah, it's just me, you know, not being able to concentrate on this because of the other issues. But it's out there. We cannot do mm. anything. I cannot go out, shoot photos. I cannot see anyone. Restaurants and bars are all closed, and they can just deliver mm. to your home. That's about it. Mm. I mean, interestingly enough, so here in Luxembourg, um, there were guesses about a second lockdown. Um, and uh, the other day, Xavier Bettel uh, wrote on his official Instagram page in English, actually, very interesting uh, read. So he's basically saying we are uh, currently at a stable uh, pace, but it's it's stable and high. And, you know, me personally, as well as us as a, gov as a government, sorry, we understand that a lot of these laws might not actually make sense in all circumstances because we can't think of every single circumstance that they need to apply to, you know, the restrictions and the measures. Um, but, you know, you, you please have to employ them uh, knowing what the ultimate purpose is. So basically, in you know, very eloquent word saying, you know, don't pretend and don't look for loopholes because you all know what the purpose of these laws are. So even if they come across as a bit, you know, crazy or odd or not thought through, it's because we they aren't. Uh, but you need to understand what the purpose is and act accordingly and not try to outsmart us because at the end of the day, none of you 
is um, is is getting smarter. Oh, right? so you you and have I the think... outsmarting people too because we invented those here. Oh no, but I will tell you, I don't think the outsmarting people are in Luxembourg. So basically, yeah. So there are some stricter restrictions. So you can only be uh, four people at a table uh, at a restaurant unless you're from the f- same family. Then of course, if you're a family of five, you don't have to leave the oldest son behind so you can all dine together shoot uh, but i was i was already the, helping <laughs> the interesting bit so now suddenly the hotels are full uh in the weekend and when i asked the other day um i was told for example um there's a very nice hotel in the city where you stayed by the way the hotel place dam uh, they are full they are full with people coming from belgium and from oh, germany wow. so people who are in lockdown in their own countries are coming over the weekend in big groups they are staying there you know being able to exercise their liberty uh, within the limits that apply by the law here and i think i can see on my instagram there's lots of reactions to that because the streets are packed it's not mandatory to wear a mask outside on the streets so lots of people just don't uh, you have people just saying you know in passing um it you know they they uh sorry i'm just repeating what people are saying this is not necessarily <laughs> my view but people are saying you know they aren't disciplined in their own countries and then they come here and they're not disciplined here either uh, and this risks putting us up in lockdown and of course the hospitals here are also at their limits etc so i mean it's a crazy world that we live in and everybody's trying to make the best of it to keep on living i think that's what summarizes the best uh, what we're trying to do. I right? was googling Because... in that this very moment how to escape Italy and go to Luxembourg uh, until you said oh yes we are accusing those people of bringing corona to us so there goes that. <laughs> I did not there say goes that. I did not I did not say that so look um, for those who are uh, new joiners or, or new listeners first I want to tell them that those who know us they've actually been asking for this podcast to come back from this long hiatus pause. So I just want to put it out there. We are actually in demand there. Now I've said it. And believe it or not, but I have lots of questions of people asking how we met. So now we revealed that you came to Luxembourg and you stayed at the Hotel Place d'Arme. I'd, uh, I look at these beautiful pictures from back then, but um, I don't know, maybe you don't get these questions because people don't care a damn about me, but I will <laughs> that's just not, That's say... so not true. I mean, after the so picture you posted this morning in stories, I mean, so we are going to have a huge, you know, flow of people going away because you, you, you just spread poop on your face, but okay, fine. It's, it's a very high quality poop, I can tell no, you but, that. No, but I, I only expect luxury poop from you, so. <laughs> can you believe that in the gift section, when you go and look for poop, you have lots of um, uh, gifts saying sort of, I have diarrhea. Sorry, can't go out. Oh, wow. I have we, diarrhea. We, we haven't yeah. reached even the 10th minute of this recording and we are already talking <laughs> shit, so lovely. Okay, let's... <laughs> Let's go back. So we sympathized over an Instagram post in 2013, an Instagram post of yours, because you had tried on a Chanel jacket from the Paris Edinburgh. Ah, the one that got that had, away. The one that got away. It had a python trim. I was, right? I, was I was ready trim. to ignore that. I liked it that much. I was ready to ignore the fact that it has hissy things on it. That you I hate, I, I hate I loathe I, I that's my nightmare and one of my pet peeves. Ew, no. I and of course I'm the I'm the polar opposite. So I love exotic skins, and I saw your picture on Instagram and I said, oh, I tried that I tried that jacket also, 
And, you know, at that time we were silly because we thought it was very expensive. I think it was half the price. Oh, we didn't, of we didn't know Chanel what was going on today. <laughs> little, <laughs> little did we know. Little did we know. And then we started pen palling. So we started emailing one another. Yeah, people do that. Uh, Actually, we did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 2013. I'm not sure I would do it in 220. Uh, I, I definitely okay. wouldn't PayPal anyone in 220. But anyway. PayPal. Yeah. Uh, pay, but PayPal. PayPal. <laughs> Pen pal or, or PayPal. Uh, two days ago, I had a request from someone to PayPal them money. So, you know, I get that all the time. Somebody that you were supposed to pay something. No, no, randomly, randomly said, you need to help me. I'm in a dire situation. I said, I'm very sorry, but I'm not the right um, channel to ask for help from. And they just wouldn't understand. Mm. They just said, this is my PayPal, PayPal me money. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> So such a funny situation. Anyway, I was pen paling you. Yeah, I have. I still have the emails. Yeah, no, no, I have them too. I mean, I, I, I get rid of nothing because I'm a lawyer, so I have a system. That didn't sound bad everything. at all. At all. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I mean, it's crazy. You just don't. And uh, we decided that we would meet. So I, uh, I spoke to my husband. He, he wasn't actually my husband at the time, but I mean, it's the same guy anyway. <laughs> it's the same so I spoke guy. to him. <laughs> And I said, you know, I met this girl on Instagram and we're planning a trip to Milan. And he looked at me with his huge eyes and he's like, Have you spoke, do you know her? Have you spoken to her? No, I know, but I mean, I'll get to know her. I can just then imagine I said, can you... him uh, doing that. Actually, I'm seeing him in my head now. Yeah. And then I said to him, do you think that she's going to be a, a mass murderer that's going to want to kill me? And he said, well, you know, maybe I join. But but my ex is so pretty. By, my ex is by Chanel. <laughs> I mean, you would you would die a stylish death. Come on. So the first time I traveled, actually, the first time we met in real life, uh, I traveled to Milan and we had lunch with your husband and two of our friends also. I guess they also thought that I was an axe murderer. So you came oh, with no, extra extra They, they, they were extra actually force. so excited to, to, to do that. They said, oh, cute. Yay, let's meet. But you know, gay guys, you know, gay guys are so funny. <laughs> and they go with, with the flow and they're like, yay, we go and have champagne, all of us together, us and axe murderers. So it, it was fun. Exactly. And then I'm not sure, maybe I went back to Milan one time before that. All I know is that I have been to Milan way more times than Oh, you I was waiting me. for this one And, 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 and I took a night flight from Dakar to come and spend a weekend with you in Paris. Please yeah, don't I don't, I, how could I forget that? I mean, disposable shoes, anyone? <laughs> And <laughs> and the beautiful and, Dior Dior Expo. Yes, and the beautiful Dior Expo and my tummy playing up. How could I ever forget that? I mean, yeah, my God, yeah. whenever I think of that, that's like the highest peak of embarrassment one can imagine. No, sorry, 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 sorry. Before we go into let's any not. details <laughs> of, of what 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 happened to your stomach, I mean, let's just pause here and say you had received tickets for the Dior exhibition that hadn't yet been extended at mm -hmm. that time uh, at the Musée des Arts. And you invited me to come and join you to look at the expo. And uh, back then, the queues were all the way from uh, oh, the door of the museum, that. all the way to the Tuileries, yeah. remember? And you were like, no, I don't queue. I don't queue ever. And you, was, you were wearing this beautiful yellow Dior uh, archive dress that 
Kirsten Stewart, I think, wore in 2014 for the Cannes yeah, Film that, Festival. Yeah, that was my erotic dream for two years until it made its way to the... Uh, no, erotic? no, ero erotic. Erotic or erotic? Oh, my God. Erotic, <laughs> yeah. Erotic <laughs> dream until it made its way to Pret-a-Porter. And then, then it was all mine. Ah, yeah, because it was haute couture. Ah, okay. so yeah, it was yeah. a hot couture. Ah, oh yeah, that was something wow. that I, I thought I would never ever get to wear because you know haute couture is something different. But then uh, one day I had the sales assistant in in Milan um, tell me, "Come, come, uh, let's have tea." And she opens these these doors to a private room, and there is the dress, and I'm screaming in Dior. I'm like, "Oh my god!" this is real and she said yeah, yeah it's it's uh, just made its way to us and i thought this was yours uh, to begin with so it never reached the shop wow. <laughs> it just reached me basically really they never brought more than i one, think they had one, uh, copy, one copy in my size one 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 of them in my size and then like one more but i never saw another woman in the city with this with this dress so i don't know who bought it yeah I don't think I've seen like not even anyone on Instagram. Thank, like, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen anyone at all wearing it except you, honestly. Yeah, and, I, I'm Kirsten a sucker Stewart. for archive dresses. I'm a sucker for everything that is mm. related to Christian Dior himself. Mm. Yeah, that's that's it. Mm. I remember that. That was a good dress. It is a good dress. It is still a good dress. Yeah. I don't know if I fit in it at the moment, but still it's a good dress. Yeah, you know mm. what I did? I mean, I'm going to just be transparent. I took all my Chanel clothes. That was last fall, I think. I took them to the Chanel shop and I said, I, I apparently I slightly abused <laughs> because Chanel has a policy where they keep um, the material of all their uh, ready-to-wear collections for two years. So you have a guaranteed uh, tailoring service if you need to alter any of your dresses within two years. I just brought all my stuff and I did not realize that this guarantee sort of expires within I didn't two years know that. or after oh two God. years. Yeah, because they don't keep, I mean, they, they tap the reference and then they don't keep that fabric. So in, in principle, when that uh, time frame is over, then, you know, you, you, you're on your own basically, but they helped me. So they took in everything and some of the pieces were, you know, six or seven years old and they helped me to take it to their seamstress and we, we took them out and, uh, you know, one jacket, um, I had to take out probably 13 centimeters. I mean, that's a lot. And just in my defense, <laughs> I bought it. Um, no, I it, know, it sounds so familiar. I, I don't know whether to weep or to laugh. Anyway, yeah. Well, you're gonna, I'm gonna wait, make you weep. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any avoiding, but I had bought that jacket um, just for the funeral of my father oh, when God. he passed away. So, it was, yeah, sorry. But so it was, you know, I was in a, I, I think you know everything about it. I was, uh, you know, on five days not eating at all from shock and sorrow. And then, you know, um, just not in a good position mental mm. health wise. And of course, that shows on my body and, and that jacket I, I wore for the funeral. So, um, of course, it was a whole different size. So, I mean, my poor seamstress, she was like, I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do here to help you because there is no fabric and I'm not so sure what to do. But she pulled off some miracles and now I can fit in all these clothes again and it's giving me life not to not to have to be on the verge of squeezing myself in 
into these clothes and you know fitting uncomfortably in them. Now th- this is this um, is going in and, the direction of weeping because this, you're basically describing what yeah. I've been feeling with my clothes post lockdown for six months now. So yeah. I'm beginning to fit into some some of them and it's giving me life again. But I, I understand. I mean, Chanel here is very good too at this. Uh, I mean, I, I do have a personal relationship with some of these seamstresses and they're so nice and, and cute and everything. But I, since I've been, I, I've stopped being a Chanel client basically for a long time now, I don't know what would happen. I mean, they would mm-hmm. help me, but of course it wouldn't be the same thing. I, I don't know whether I would even have the courage to go there now to say, okay, let's just, mm. you know, readapt all of my clothing. So it's easier for me to adapt to that clothing <laughs> again. But I, I feel you, but at the same time, they, they would be and should be happy that you want to rewear their clothes because nobody, not even, no brand is happy that you buy stuff from them and then you don't display it or you don't use it. So, but of course, I mean, it's a mental threshold yeah. to go with it and to say, you know, sorry, make it fit my belly. <laughs> make it and, fit you know, my huge ass. Yes. <clears throat> exactly. And, you know, that's the threshold. That, but once you've done it, at least, you know, you look fine in it and you no longer see these, um, uh, you no, no longer see these changes in your body that otherwise become rather flagrant if you're wearing clothes that are no longer your size. And, you know, I know the seamstress also. So there's a fantastic lady in Luxembourg um, that's the official one for Chanel. And she used to be, I think, for Gucci and Dior also. But I also recently, as as I came back from my wild experience from <laughs> Senegal, I took um, my leather dresses that I bought uh, from the last of collection Gucci. that Frida Jean- yeah, what was her name? Frida Giannini. Yeah, Frida Giannini, but we don't say her name anymore anyway. <laughs> I'm not? just kidding. I, I never liked the, the, the Gucci oh. style when she designed it because it was designed for another entirely, enti- entirely another body type and very, was very exclusive anyway. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, but look, I mean, Alessandro Michele's first collections were not particularly oh, no. body inclusive yeah. either. I think he changed. Uh, yeah. But I, I bought some of her last I remember those. dresses from the last collection. Yeah. Can't fit in them. So I took them to the seamstress. And I tell you, she's brilliant. She's a magician, but her prices are high. I was about to ask, but I desisted. And I knew yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's very, very expensive. But, you know, the alternative is to rehome them and get nothing for them. You really don't get a lot of money for rehoming anything, which isn't a Hermes bag. Um, And, you know, I can gift them away because then at least that'll give some more pleasure to somebody. But they're also their used clothes and these leather fabrics, um, sorry to say, but they absorb, you know, sort of, I don't know, transpiration and, and other things differently so you can't also really gift an item that looks a little bit used even if it's if it came at an original high value and and uh, yeah nobody nice nobody piece, wants right? to wear your so sweat. I said okay let's let's put it that <laughs> exactly. you were just touring exactly. around it I, I'm, I'm just going to put it over there yeah. exactly call yes. a spade a spade yeah call a disgusting eye unhygienic person <laughs> exactly what it is so anyway she she fixed them and it's fantastic it's really really nice and now i can wear them and it's giving me so much joy because a lot of why am i not seeing were, these joys yeah, wow pieces 
you listen uh, I'm, I'm not but, going I to mean... wear anything because my day goes from my little bedroom to my d uh, living room but you are going out you're champagneing come on give me some joy mm. yeah but i mean um after after my crazy seven months stint in senegal after lockdown in the world and airports closed i sort of came back to an overwhelming uh sense of um burnout almost like not I, I could really feel it was coming around the corner and even if um, the measures for corona are not as severe as elsewhere I have to limit my social engagements a bit because I am really not um, at the energy level mm. that I used to be and I'm slowly trying to recover so I try and reduce the social commitments a little bit and I'm not going to wear Gucci leather dresses around the house, even if, you know, that's nice. So I'm waiting for the occasion. I'm sure it's going to come. Uh, but for now, I, you know, I took out a, a, a dress that I bought to celebrate uh, our wedding anniversary. And also there I had to uh, fix it. And I think she had to give like, I don't know, eight centimeters around the waist. And I wore that once. I wore it last Friday uh, when we were invited uh, for dinner. And I didn't see even one picture. I'm offended. Anyway, yeah, go on. No, why? Why go on my grid? Why? I think you blocked me. I think you <laughs> muted. Go on my grid. It's my latest. Go on there. It's my latest posted picture, and I posted two. One uh, the year when I originally bought it, and this year now on Friday when I when I wore it again. Okay, I'm. I I, 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 I cannot not see exit it? this app we are using at the moment. So you you would rather not. Yeah, yeah, that's a good okay, excuse. That's an excuse. Anyway, yeah, I will, I will go and see. No, I have, have you muted, muted me? you. What? Why How don't can I you exit look this then? app? Oh my god! No, don't exit! Don't exit! I'm just asking you. Why aren't you looking and liking my picture? I am. What's wrong with <laughs> you? What's wrong with them? This is this is What's a lawyer wrong with bedroom a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a lawyer bedroom a person. Mm. Tell me, tell me about your my non non existing feed at the moment because actually nothing feels. Um, I mean, I'm feeling the burnout too. I've been feeling it for a lot of months uh, mm. and I haven't even been making any attempt to hide it because it was useless to hide what I was feeling in the last six or months or so because people actually can perceive it. So at the beginning, it was the, the lockdown and the shock of being the world's most infected country and the worry and, and the grief yeah. and everything. So that was got awful. And then it was uh, the shock of my grandmother's passing a month ago. And that was yeah. impossible to hide too. So I think this year has been a year of beautiful things. I don't know. I, 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 can, I can pick the, the Dolce campaign I did. And that was, that was a beautiful moment. Mm. And I'm so glad that grandma got to see those pictures. Did, sorry, did you do that? No, no, it was, it was lockdown, after lockdown. Did, we uh, got to go out on, in May, at the end of May or something. And then at the end of June, we shot those pictures uh, that made their way to Instagram uh, a month later. So, yeah, they're beautiful and I'm they're very beautiful. proud of them. But let's say this 2020 has uh, some lovely peaks of beauty and satisfaction and work joys, but then it has like a zillion other things that I would gladly bury some, some, somewhere in my mind and never have to think about them again. But 
Yeah, I, I, I feel oh. exactly what you described. I feel like um, I had to live day by day and I had to take care of my men- mental well-being uh, before I take care of anyone else. And that isn't something that I'm used to do mm. because I'm always putting everyone else mm. be- in front of me and taking care of their needs. But here mm. now I, I've learned since grandma d- died, um, I've learned to you know, just uh, if my body is saying something, I'm, I'm just going to listen to it and I'm going to give it a nap. I'm just going to stay and play my video games if I need to. And I'm going to work in the night when I'm sleepless. So I, I've learned to, to say, okay, fine. You know what? I need to take care of myself because if I fall, everything else falls behind me. So that's not good. Mm. It ta- it's a learning curve. Um, it's not something that comes naturally to anyone, I think. But you, you learn something that grandma told me a long time ago. And that is that strength comes when you least expect it. And you didn't even know you had it. So, mm. no, it, 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 mm, it's very true beautiful. because and she experienced true. it when her own mother died. And I was young and I didn't understand it at, back then. But then I learned... Uh, the power and then I learned how powerful is empathy and how how powerful is the natural Mm. selection of people that will stand behind you and stand by you and Mm. people who don't you Mm. just you know it's it's a year of cleaning out and grief so we just take Mm. it and take it home but I still remember um, the very last night of 2019 and we were all together here celebrating New Year and we said, oh, may it be better than the last one. <laughs> Little did we know. But, you know, this is a learning curve, mm. I think. You had your stint in Africa. I had mm. my year of, wow, everything. So let's just hope we mm. learn something from it, no? Yes, and I guess what's extraordinary is that the whole world has lived through this difficulty all at once. Um, so there is no uh, discrepancy exactly. between the timing, right? Everyone is suffering and struggling in their own way. And uh, I myself have people telling me, you know, it must have been so difficult on you. And I say, tell me somebody who didn't uh, live a difficult situation in the pandemic. Everybody did. Just our difficult looked different, but everybody struggled from, you know, anything. Me, it was not sleeping in my own bed. Uh, for seven months and being in a hotel context, uh, you know, somewhere else. But the the advantage of it was there was not a real lockdown. There was a a curfew. And another advantage, crazy or not, believe it or not, is that when I'm in Senegal, I don't have a social life. So in that context, I was actually not deprived of anything because this was my normalcy. And it may sound crazy. Uh, but I think it would have been different to be somewhere near my mother and not being able to meet her. But I don't meet my mother when I travel for business. So the context was not really that changed for me. And I will say that was one of my advantages. And as people had advantages, I think some people very much enjoyed to be able to be at home and spend more time with their immediate family than they've ever been able to do before. Um, and then, you know, there were other things that were extremely difficult on them, you know, to be maybe the lack of choice or, you know, difficulties at work or anything. So I think every person experienced one and two yeah. positives <clears throat> and negatives. And I think that the 
big difficulties, of course, those who suffered losses, whether they were corona-related or not, because that already adds to an existing stress in an abnormal situation. And on top of it, you get um, a, a bang in your face of grief and loss. You know and, what, what was one of the best things so. um, in, in lockdown the first time around? The fact that um, it was a difficult moment uh, for everyone, for me personally too, it was a moment of growth. I, I had some things in my life that I wanted to change and that some things changed um, without me even asking for them to change. So I had to adapt. But the best thing was, mm. uh, and the worst mm. thing was at the same moment, the lack of social life. We went from um, fashion mm. week here in February uh, we had mm. fun, but we already knew something was uh, really, really wrong here. And I remember this huge party I went to. Mm. Uh, it was packed with people, like hundreds of people. And I remember saying to my husband who went with me, uh, it's a, one of those rare occasions when he came with me. I said, let's go because I will just make an appearance. I was asked to, I, I, I will gladly go, but let's go because this is dangerous. And no one actually said, you know, anything about corona at that moment but from that moment to actual lockdown it was a month a week sorry and we realized that our world was so fragile and it went down just like a glass castle and we went from extreme fun mm. and from um, the beauty of, of fashion week and Thank the glitz you. and the glam and feeling invincible to feeling like mm. the world was collapsing on us and it actually did so the lack of social life if you wish was an, a moment of introspection when you realize that some other things were mm. exactly as, as important as work as everything else so families so you know i i, I have this a huge regret that I didn't uh, bring my grandparents here um, after the first wave of Corona, but they didn't want to. And it was summer and, you know, it, it had to go that way. But family w was extremely important and we chatted a lot and, you know, we, we just stayed home. My husband actually said, I don't mind being locked down if it's with you and spending time with you. We had our little world and it was fine. But the lack of social life actually helped us uh, to cope. I, I don't think that happened to people who mm. lived alone. That was a very, very bad place to be. So I was grateful yeah. that I wasn't alone. But still, mm. uh, thank God I didn't have any social life to have to attend because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to take care of my mental health the, the way that I wanted to. But at the same time, you know, we cannot travel, we cannot meet. If you and me wanted to meet again, I cannot go, not go there. You cannot come here because all the hotels are closed. It's, it's a crazy life to be living mm. in this moment. It is. And it's exactly like you say, you know, only at the time when we had to pause by force, uh, we, we realized how much time we actually spend, not only on our social life, but but to process it, to get ready yeah. for it. I mean, the amount of hours I spend to, to get ready, to transport myself to different activities, to, to sit at these activities, to enjoy them. And then, you know, the, the lack of sleep consequences, etc. So once you're forced to stop in retrospect, you look at it and you say, wow, did I just overfill my life with a bunch of things just because that was the speed at which this earth was turning? And I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. And I do think, I mean, 
I think apart from the pandemic, I think there is a factor also of having gotten a bit older. Can you just call Yesterday us I was old? with some friends. I think I said 10. Look, I mean, I said 10 times. I am now 40 as if that's a magic, you know, a magic number. It isn't. But I'm also wondering if you enter into a different phase of life where, where um, you're, you know, you're not as seduced by, uh, you know, all these social Are you just saying we don't give, we don't give a crap about it was that? A bit accelerated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying maybe it was a bit accelerated by the pandemic. And, and you know, I, from my return, I feel so uh, comfortable. I've always been comfortable, but I really feel suddenly like a home person who only wants to be home all the time. I just want to enjoy. Absolutely. Makes sense if you. So I had to spend seven months at a hotel, but I'm just saying, I, I think always, I was always heading somewhere. You know, I was always on the rush or going, moving on the move. And now I'm still, I'm still in the moment and I'm enjoying and I've liberated so much time. So where you're joking about the poop. I mean, by the time people will be hearing this podcast, they wouldn't know what we're talking about, but I have a face mask in my face. It's the famous mask vivant. Uh, from a French brand and I just put it on and suddenly you know I have hours that open themselves up when I'm not out and about where I can yes. do self-care and whether that comes to my body or my face or my hair or curating my closet or picking out clothes that I want to rehome or cleaning my bag. So you noticed it too that people actually uh, uh, gravitate towards self-care and the importance of self-care but it's also related to what i told you if you don't take care of yourself everything else that depends on you mm. is just going to go to hell so you need mm. to be taking care of yourself in a different yeah. way and suddenly voila we have a lot of time to do that just that and we have to mm. we have to multitask too and i so while you are keeping poop on your face, I mean, I'm doing my nails. So it, it's pretty to, to see. <laughs> see? <laughs> but I think also it, it, what happened is that the, our, our sense of well-being became acutely worsened and for a longer period. Because I would never have disagreed with you in the past when you say, if I don't take care of myself, the whole domino game risks falling over but I was never this acutely concerned about my well-being that it was much easier to recover I mean and probably you know I, I'm blessed in a way that uh, my recovery period from stressful situations and from difficulties were faster but if I can be entirely honest the reason for why I was unable to podcast when I was in in Senegal during lockdown is because I was unwell um, with the stress and the uncertainty. And only when I had come out of it, I feel like I was able to verbalize it and talk about it. But when I was in the middle of it, I felt so vulnerable coming on, talking to you, um, inviting people into our conversation and make the choice of either not being sincere and pretending these stressful issues don't exist or being so vulnerable to open up and try to understand them in front of an audience. And for me, it took really, you know, coming out of it 
a little bit more so that I can look at it in hindsight and and you know maybe have no, a no, but view it's not about for it. everyone. That's not you know, it's not for everyone. That... The choice we made to yeah. make um, a part of our lives public isn't for everyone. For example, our husbands aren't that into that. They just keep behind the lens, but we chose to, mm. but it doesn't mean we actually don't have our own feelings and we don't have our own issues that we'll never play in front of a microphone or a camera. So I, I completely understood. I, mm. I, at first I didn't, but then I actually did because it took me um, the same thing about feeling like a pressure cooker that is going to explode at any moment and realizing mm. it, that was humbling too, if you wish, because you understand you are not that, uh, you know, powerful to be always the person that says, okay, I'm just going to take it in my stride and I'm going to do everything. And I would be the brilliant self that you are used mm. to. Well, I had moments, and I know you did too, when we actually had breakdowns or similar to breakdowns. So it wasn't a nice period and it's not going to be for mm. a very long time. But now it's sort of, you know, you, you get to learn and to live with it but you also get this beautiful component of mm. self-care and the importance of your mental and physical well-being mm. exactly uh, we are such i was reminded when my grandmother passed i talked spoke to her in the morning and the evening she she wasn't with us anymore and it was a stroke so you understand how fragile we are when you see that people that are healthy can go in in a matter of hours and we are not immune from that. Yeah, and I think I told you, but at some point I had this massive uh, pressure over my chest when I was in Senegal, and I was really worried because it wasn't going away. And uh, I had the hotel call um, SOS uh, cardiologist, I guess. So it took them forever to come, but they came in the evening and they did a full scan and they did um, a full check, and it turned out that I had an inflammation uh, in the muscle around the heart. So I was given very strong um, penicillin, I think, or aspirin. That's apparently what you take. Um, and it was it was a bit of a shocker because I'm like, what, is my body that, giving that. me to all this stress? Am I now having a heart attack without knowing? And, you know, did I think I was invincible and now I'm not? And I remember the day after I had a, a TV debate interview uh, that I was attending and I was worried about not being able to make it or I don't know you know something happening to me on the air and uh, it's just uh, it's just difficult and you you just get, have proper reason to question your physical ability to go on in the tempo that you've always continued to go in and and if I may say I mean I can also see my followers they have also changed quite a lot during the pandemic and my my guess is that they spend a lot more time at home and on social media and now they want to bang for their buck and i would say they're not they're not i i, I receive uh, i'm quite grateful for that but i can see that the, the demands are increasing the demands on contents are increasing the demands to explain myself on certain items are increasing um the engagement feels much less shallow and much more, you know, people saying, look, I now now I'm talking to you and I expect the solid answer back. And I think it's because 
people think, you know, if I'm going to give you a minute also of because my time, they know it's that better than well anywhere. Be so it. we have all the time uh, in the world. And- so it feels like properly avoiding people when you don't answer to them, which is actually a good, good thing. Yeah. Do yes. You- yes. 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 Absolutely. I think I made a choice um, back in the first lockdown that I wasn't going to, you know, I was feeling the change in myself for a long time when I was uh, a little bit sick with the scene, with uh, the the same shallow uh, kind of living and uh, content on the Instagram. I unfollowed a lot of people actually because I couldn't keep up with that anymore with the constant racing about who is going to have the latest bag who is going to show you the most shoes I don't know you know that kind of thing Uh, and I couldn't even post pictures of my own outfits anymore because it it didn't feel real but then came the, the pandemics and then came the problems with it and I realized that a lot of people were feeling the same and I could uh, I just made the choice to you know say this is me I'm not going to fake it anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, um, we are not going to speak about fashion for a long time because also who is buying fashion now? Where are we buying it? And where do we you know, uh, intend to wear it? Nowhere. I get invites all the time to see the new collection online or in digital and I, don't, I couldn't care less because I, I'm not willing to be buying or thinking about fashion until I see what future holds. So I think people see that and think people reconnected with some of the biggest values we actually had before, but we forgot about them behind all the glitz and glam. So I, if I lost some mm. people on the road, I don't care. Um, good riddance. Mm. And I hope they find what they're looking for, uh, which is, you know, just bags, shoes and whatever. I still have some mm. people saying to me, you should stick to bags whenever I express an opinion, mm. but I, I'm not afraid anymore to fight back. And I just, you know, block and dismiss because I, I don't want to waste any more of my mm. precious time on people who actually think that I am in a box uh, that I should stick to. So I will I will just keep widening the interest. I will mm. keep widening my, my own self, uh, not in the physical sense, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, Paula might just well kill me at, at this moment. <laughs> Uh, quote of the year I keep exactly like more surface for my creams I don't have for my moisturizers more, more and surface. For, for our you know <laughs> lovely little asses not not so little anymore to be pampered uh, as always when I speak with you woman you always speak to me about how soft your ass is be, um, after some treatments yeah 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 I did. Yeah, but still. You didn't have to say this to everybody, actually. (laughs) Exactly. Her ass is really nice. This is our own private conversation about my ass. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a... It's a J-Lo, J-Lo it's thing. Very it's nice. very good. I, I must anyway, say, yeah, yeah, people have changed. I, I, and people asset. actually don't bring hate to me anymore either. And I'm very happy about that. Those who do, they are actually uh, Trump supporters in this, in this period. So it's fine. But um, I think the, the conversation has changed. And I really hope it's there to stay. Because, yeah. Can I just say... You, uh, I read all the comments under the Dolce Gabbana posts on their uh, Instagram when, when with your campaign, and it was overwhelmingly many. I mean, many, uh-huh. many shitloads of comments that repeatedly said, "Finally, 
you bring in a different size person. There was the odd one or two saying, you know, fashion shouldn't be like this, but they were, I mean, they were, I think among, you know, thousands and thousands, there was one or two, but lots of people said, I mean, finally you're taking a step in the right direction. Um, and that's quite opposite to hate, right? Exactly. And that's not even on your Instagram. Now they're talking, not even assuming that you're reading, right? So, so uh, they're paying you compliments without, you know, coming there to deliberately deliver a friendly message to you. They're just telling the brand, wow, you've been... And to think uh, that you know, I was about to say so no long, to and that. Finally, you take a step in the right direction to be, to be body inclusive. Oh, that would have been a crazy mistake. You don't say no to this kind of opportunity. Woman, well, I risk Even if they my include climbing up on a, <laughs> on a ladder, on a, on a high uh, woman. Yeah, no, okay, okay. If, it's, if there's any ass risking, then I would say no. I'm not sure my insurance company <laughs> would like to pay the premium for any ass risking, so don't do that. But um, I can see that you've changed. I think I was expecting myself to be less interested in <laughs> shopping uh I'm, i saw I'm, you oddly I enough saw you not i just applied different shopping principles so i don't buy you saw me i don't buy anything that i don't intend to wear in the immediate so i mean for one one kind of interesting uh thing that changed here is that uh, now the shops can deliver home to you so that you get a few days to try the stuff on and then you can return it. And it's a whole different ballgame. I mean, they do that because can you believe that, just that they were doing that already here for risk of infection and other. And that's nice. I'm mean, we really worried just that I never asked. Because we it never we loved me to go to I don't know. stores I don't know, and it but, was a uh, fun experience until we, we couldn't go anymore. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And I will say, I mean, I had um, a massive selection done at Gucci that I brought here. And it was so nice to try them on in the comfort of my own home. A Saturday That's morning. That's not good. You know, not drinking champagne, not having yeah, salespeople not... that are lovely. Yeah, actually, it's not good for business, right? Not to have salespeople to ooh and ah. And because everything that I tried is nice. I paired it with the existing stuff I have paired it with nice shoes and nice bags and everything was nice but when you don't make decision in the spur of the moment I can tell you it saves you a lot of money and a major reason for the decision is because all the pieces that I was trying and there it I goes. did not see there myself wearing see, them in the next six the or seven or eight or nine months so that's the thing so now I look for things that I know I'm going to wear tomorrow or that I want to wear immediately when I unwrap them um, so, so also my behavior has changed and in a way I'm no longer looking for that social engagement um, when you are at the shop because I would much rather be comfortably at home and decide Do you think that, that well, we will I mean, ever go it was back nice to, to try it. To All of these we were pieces before? are beautiful. That's the question everyone is asking. Either. I, I mean, for me personally, I, I, I think about this often because what I was before was a lawyer that went to formal office environments daily. And I snapped a picture every morning in my rather formal work attire. And ever since I've been uh, working with my own law firm in 2016, I don't have the need to dress as formally. So I think that my red thread is a little bit lost. And of course I can wear a black suit for my own pleasure, but I'm sorry, there is no comfort in that. And I won't do it unless I'm, obliged by the context 
So I think personally, I don't see myself going back to the previous red thread. It's a growth. It's a growth. Necessarily related to the pandemic, right? And I feel torn. It's growth. Yeah, that's that's a good word. And I think I'm torn, as are my followers. I mean, um, if I, for example, uh, go out in the afternoon and do a quick Uh shop browse, I get a lot of comments from people who say, don't you ever work? Uh, All you do, do all you do go in shops. And I'm like, no, but who wants to see my work? I mean, my work is confidential. That's that's the how many times can I show you um, uh, the back of a laptop there? People actually think that the 1% that is on Instagram, that is our whole life. Yeah, Uh, but you're right. Why would we ever show confidential stuff? I never talk business or on Instagram. Exactly. I think people barely but know they that actually, you work, They actually ask what do I do for don't a living, even know but that because I'm not, I'm not stupid and I have no non-disclosure agreements in place, I will never ever yeah. discuss my work on Instagram as I shouldn't because who works with me expects a degree of privacy, which is good. It sounds so funny. It's like you're with the MI, what are they called? Not MIT, but the, <laughs> MI the M0 six. or M1, MI the British Government Secret Service. Uh, I mean, I would have, I would, yeah, not MIT, MI6. I, I would have guessed sort of you're allowed to say what, what area of business you're in, but I understand you can't even do that. I mean, I can at least say I'm a lawyer. It's not a, it's not a secret, but at some point, because I mean, it's, what it's is about the interest being for people able to relate to, have to your, into yes, my life? It. I think I, Yes, yes. No, I get it. But I mean, I, I don't see other people posting pictures in a conference room with 10 people. I mean, I still relate to them, right? I think, uh, you know, the relatability is not always what you see on face value on the pictures. Yes, I work. Yes, I dress comfortably. No, but actually we home. have I mean, a so box that, that not, people have as Is that not common enough? In, and for you, it's, uh, you know, that kind of addressing, power dressing for a lawyer. And for me... Oh. I don't really remember before 2016 anyway but the fact is I have people asking why why don't I post wall pictures anymore and I say no people there is a reason why I don't first of all because I think I've outgrown the face and the second of all um, I don't go to an office anymore my office is detached from my home and I don't go there anymore because it's pandemics and also, I actually work from home now. If I dress up, I dress up for mm. other 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 kinds of you know things. But it's a, it's a feel rouge that it doesn't really exist anymore. So growing takes you into another direction entirely. But I think it's not all bad because people can actually relate to what we are saying now and what we've been feeling for months now, and it just makes you, I think, also stronger to be able to have the the balls to be vulnerable it you know but see what you say what you say there is interesting because you're saying you know partially people want you to be real and on the other hand they're telling you why aren't you dressing up yes and taking pictures of the wall and this is how i feel i feel that people want both they want to know that you're authentic but they want you to get inspired and go and get dressed and the other day somebody wrote to me to say they they <laughs> are give me some? <laughs> getting a lot of work inspiration from me and I said I need work inspiration I'm sorry I think I'm inspiring bloody give me some I'm inspiring bloody nobody and I feel myself I'm also gravitating towards 
all those accounts that I unfollowed just like you at a moment because I was like, this is too shallow. And, you know, I, I, I don't I don't think of it as a, a nice escape from reality. I feel like it's disconnected and it's annoying me. So I also unfollowed a bunch of, you know, glitzy accounts. And now I think I refollowed them because now I feel like I need some inspiration. Uh, and and I, I, I don't know, you know, I need to find somebody who gives me the here I am. Envie, I'm the your girl. I'm your woman. To to <laughs> um, to dress again. Yeah, here you are, and it's very nice. And I think we agreed. So you're going to be here. We're going to be here doing the podcast. Uh, I think we we yes. said we will yeah, try yeah, to yeah, we will. We will. Uh, release it every Sunday afternoon. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, provided that. Uh, our listeners uh, are keen for that day, yes. I imagine. We, or are that's we willing just to compromise it. We're deciding. It's Sunday. It Sunday. It's whether or not they Instead like of it. going to the mass, you just get us. It's it's even better. I mean, we get, give you yeah. absolute... It's a gift from God. Take it. <laughs> oh, my gift. God. Do you want a list of what's wrong <laughs> what's with me? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift. Take it. <laughs> well, I just want to. You I know, think I we just had, want to be able to forward that, to yeah. one thing to the on. time when I'll be able to travel again. And I promise, uh, worldwide, mm. would be at ought to be like the Pope. I promise mm. to get to Luxembourg the first occasion I get uh, when it's safe for me to travel because I I also have some ancient people in my house wow. at the moment. So when I'm safe to travel and to wow. come back, I will come to Luxembourg because, hell, woman, you need to find me another place like the seafood place you took me like ages ago. And I need I need some time with you like we had in Paris. We need to find a nice little spot to enjoy. We need to find some time. I don't care if you take me to clubs. That's not my scene anymore. <laughs> I really don't care about getting drunk or you pushing me to McDonald's. <laughs> That's a story on its own. Oh, my God. Um, I don't really care. I just want some time with you. That's the thing. <laughs> Did you just make a promise in front of all our listeners? That's exactly what you heard. The first occasion possible is that, there is, is that always exactly some fine print in you should know you is there any author. fine print is there any fine print to this engagement there is fine print <laughs> to me it sounds like music to my ears and i, I can't uh, wait for the day when we're able to either redo our paris trip or what go to london together we've never done that or you come here in Luxembourg and we enjoy a nice weekend <laughs> together. Or even though I have several ones on you, I can't wait. Hey, we are I go open, to we're open and to any visit kind in a safe of, you know, company and brand really out there that is Take willing care of one to let us see there is hope on the horizon, actually. Because I've been seeing change in companies too, and I, I don't think I didn't notice. I noticed the, the tone-deaf ones, and I noticed the, the, the good ones. So let's see. What, what f yes, please, get us so What are you on about now? Are you trying to talk to airlines to see? No, no, no. It's, it's a whole, What's going it's a on? whole conversation. <laughs> What's going on? I'm not following. What's happening? About I'm how following. Um, we actually changed needs uh, in the six months, seven months of, of um, being locked up. 
and how the world uh, of fashion, luxury, and everything else is responding to this. Because it's a huge industry, we can think that it's glitzy and it's fun and whatever, but it's a huge industry that feeds a lot of people, and it needs to change as we have changed, because we are the average public, and they need to change with us. So not a lot of brands have been virtuous enough to do that, but some of them are listening, and I assure you, they are listening to this too. <laughs> so, yes. So stay tuned for next Sunday yes. when we come to the big podcast about change with Ladies Who Talk. Thank you for having listened in to us. Hope you have a beautiful Sunday. And please write to us either in DMs or under the comments to let us know how you like this talk and like if you the can poop relate on your face. to yes. anything that we're saying <laughs> or if it's just all crap. Lovely talking to you, woman. Oh, and come take on. care until next Sunday. Okay, I'm darling. Good. Very nice talking to you. Take good Kiss. care. Bye-bye.